morning sunshine it's another great day to be here at church this morning let's get us started off with a prayer God we thank you for just allowing us to be here dear Lord um, we thank you for um, this building we thank you for the leadership of this place and um, just uh, allowing us to be here several times throughout the week um, God I just want to ask uh, that you go with us throughout this service um, help us uh, sing the songs of praise and um, I, I hope that they're uh, music to your ears, dear Lord. Um, just ask that uh, you help us settle down and um, take uh, take the message to heart. Um, God, just want to thank you for your many blessings. And it's in your son's name I pray. Amen. I love you, Lord, and I Sweet. 
stand against us will stand. The battle belongs to the Lord, and we sing glory, honor, power, and strength to the Lord, and we sing glory, honor, power, and strength to the Lord. When the power of darkness comes in like a flood, the battle belongs to the Lord.
Scripture reading today is from Isaiah chapter 40, verses 3 through 5. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all people will see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. morning. Let's all pray together. Father, we come to you this morning. Uh, God, we're thankful for uh, the sunshine. We're thankful for just another day to be blessed uh, in your world, Father. I just pray that um, you would be with our time together this morning. Uh, Father, I pray that you'd be with our worship. I pray that you'd be with Jared as he leads. Uh, Father, just, uh, bless his heart. Uh, bless his ability that you've given to him, Father, just to lead us in worship, to lead us closer to you. Father, help us to uh, sing out, help us to uh, worship you in, in a way that you're worthy of, Father. Uh, you're so worthy of all of our praise. Uh, God, and I just pray that we would uh, lift our hearts to you. I pray that you would be with all those who are serving this morning, Father. I pray that you would uh, bless them. I pray that you would be with Jamie and give him uh, the words to speak. Uh, Father, give him the heart to speak them. Um, and just to move out of the way and to let you uh, let you lead. Uh, Father, thank you for this uh, congregation. Thank you for the leadership here. I pray a blessing on them. Uh, God, I just pray that you would um, be with those who are sick. Uh, Father, I pray that you would give them healing if it's your will. Uh, Father, be with those who have um, lost loved ones. Father, just uh, thinking about the Lemon family uh, right now, God, with the loss of Cheryl. I just pray that you would bless them at this time. Uh, God, give them peace and comfort knowing that she is with you. Uh, Father, and, uh, just thank you for um, that assurance we have in you, Father, that, um, that we're yours, uh, Father, and that we're coming home with you. And just thank you for that, uh, for the joy that is associated with that, Father, and the hope uh, that we have in that. Uh, God, and help us to hold on to that always. Uh, Father, just um, thank you again for our time together. Uh, bless our time. In Christ's name, amen. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling for you and for me. See on the portals, he's waiting and watching, watching for you and for me. Oh. 
As we are about to partake of communion um, with each other and commune with Christ, uh, I want to read to you um, from Matthew chapter 14. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. 
But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat and the wind died down, then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. So I know we've all had moments, we've all had maybe days, weeks, months, where we, were, we could have been as bold as Peter, and, you know, we, we may have felt like we could have walked on water, you know, if Jesus was telling us to, right? And we've all had those moments when Peter, when he doubted, and he started to sink, right? And he was, he was afraid for his life, and he, he was reaching for something to save him. So today, as we gather as, as baptized believers in Christ, whether you are at that moment when you're ready to get out of the boat, or whether you're at that moment where you're sinking, or whether you feel like you're safely back in the boat with Jesus. I just want to remind you, we all serve the same risen Savior. He saved us all no matter where we were, whether we were, we were up here or we were down here. And we are here to remember him and what he did for us. So will you please bow with me as we ask the blessing on the bread. Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you uh, for these people. Lord, we thank you that you are here with us today. Lord, we thank you for sending your son. We thank you for the price that he paid on our behalf, Lord, for being the sacrifice that we couldn't. Lord, we pray that you would, uh, you would touch our hearts. Lord, help us to understand what these emblems mean, Lord. Um, take some time to reflect on our lives, Lord, and how we, uh, we treat each other, Lord, and how we, we treat uh, the meaning of these things, Lord, and we don't take them for granted, Lord, that it's not just a habit. Lord, that it's a true remembrance of how um, you implemented this, Lord, and how you try to remind us on a weekly basis, Lord, uh, what you did for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Let's give thanks for the, uh, the fruit of the vine. Lord, we come to you again, and we ask that, um, Lord, that we, we know these, this is a little bit of grape juice, Lord. Uh, help us to remember that it means so much more. Lord, that it reminds us of the, the power that your blood held, uh, Lord, that you, you gave for us. Lord, to wash us clean um, and holy in your sight. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Sing hallelujah to the Lord. Sing hallelujah to the Lord. Oh, Lord, sing hallelujah. Sing hallelujah. Sing hallelujah to the Lord. Jesus is risen from the is risen from the dead, and Jesus is risen, Jesus is risen, Jesus is risen from the dead, Jesus is living in his church, Jesus is living in his church, Jesus is Lord of heaven and earth. 
Children's Bible Time. So 
Mike? It's the switch, not the button. I've only been doing this forever, so thanks, Jacob. The voice from the ceiling. Let's pray. Father, thank you. It's good to be together this morning. It's, it's wonderful to be together this morning with family and friends and loved ones. Thank you for the songs that we are blessed to sing and the words we get to say to one another, the hugs and the handshakes and the pats on the back, the reminders, God, that you are in us, that your spirit bears witness to each other, that we just get to hang out together and worship you. Man, we take that for granted, God. I pray that you encourage us today. I pray you bless us today. I pray that you give us an energy for you, a desire for you, a passion for you, Father, that is worthy of you because you definitely deserve it no matter what our mundane circumstances are, no matter how lethargic we tend to get, no matter any of that, you deserve everything from us, God. And I pray you wake us, encourage us, and bless us today. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Hey, so it's good to be together today, and I'm glad this is all straightened out. Um, we've been working through, we just started last week on a relentless faith for turbulent times, relentless faith for turbulent times. And we're looking at the story of John the Baptist, a wonderful, wonderful messenger, wonderful man of God, and just wondering a little bit if his faith, if his life could bear some kind of witness, some encouragement to us for our lives. I mean, it's there after all, so we may as well take advantage of it, right? So the scripture tells us in John 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made that have been made. Apart from him, nothing was made that is made. In him was life, light, and that in him was life, and that life was the light to all mankind. The light shines in the darkness. The darkness has never understood it. There was a man who came from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to testify concerning that light. The true light that gives light to all mankind was coming into the world. And John shows up saying things like, you brood of vipers, who told you to flee from the coming wrath? This is awesome, right? We're talking about that is a wonderful introduction for a man to hit the scene, right? And he, and he says things like that, repent and believe the good news, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And he just steps into the story and he's brash and he's bold and he's just awesome. He was what he was for the time he was in. He was specifically called for a specific moment in time. The time was very dark in the intertestamental period. If you're reading through Scripture and then you just go from, from Malachi into Matthew, you might not get the story. But there's a long time of no word from God, no sound. It's dark, and he comes talking about the light. It's quiet. And he comes speaking a word of the Lord. And it's just a powerful moment of John the Baptist coming into the story. And he comes into the story, but his story is very unique because his birth was just miraculous. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning. This morning, we're going to talk about the birth of John the Baptist. The next few weeks, we're just going to settle into, you know, last week you did this overview but the next few weeks, we're going to settle into little moments of his life and see what we can gather from those, how we can move into those stories and in our faith, if you will. So we're going to bounce here real quickly. 
Just read along with me. Uh, it's up here if you want to turn in your, in your Bibles. Um, we will read some, we'll story tell some, we'll read some, we'll story tell some, we'll get through this thing, make some application, and go from there, okay? In the time of King Herod, in the time of Herod the king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife, Elizabeth, was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive, and they were both very old. So the story's unfolding that they are, you know, this isn't happening, okay? There's something going on here. And so one day, one day, Zachariah is in the, in the temple. It's time for his priestly division to do the duties in the temple. And he is burning incense near the altar there. And an angel of the Lord appears to him. And he tells him, you know, when he sees him, Zachariah is just terrified. The scripture actually calls it gripped with fear. Like he is really, really afraid. And the angel says to him, it's just really funny. I mean, everything you read on this, it's just like this so funny and I know I'm telling it just as funny as I read it right but it's just really hilarious because the angel's like he's like an angel appeared and he's like ah and he said don't be afraid and it's like oh okay I feel better now about all that but the angel said to him don't be afraid or do not be afraid Zachariah your prayer has been heard your wife Elizabeth is will bear you a son and you are to call him John he will be a joy and a delight to you, and many people rejo- will rejoice because of him. Now, this is a, this is a, I mean, a prophecy from a long ago. Israel's yearning for a savior. Zechariah and Elizabeth have been longing for a child, and Zechariah is just doing the thing he does, serving the way he serves. And an angel appears to him, which happens to everybody every day, and is like, "Hey, you're going to have a kid." Now, wait a second. Well, that's exactly what happens. Zechariah is like, I don't know about all this um, because, well, the, the struggle is that we're old, and that doesn't make sense to me how this is going to work, right? So the scripture goes on to say, he will go on before the Lord in the spirit of, and power of Elijah. So this isn't going to just be any normal baby. He's going to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord to make people ready a people prepared for the Lord. So he's doing something unique. He's doing something awesome, something wonderful. The angel also tells him this. He says, he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He will never take wine or other fermented drink. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he's born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. So you're getting this picture, you know, this this, this angel shows up and he says, here's how this is going to go. This child you've been praying for, this hope Israel's been longing for, I'm about to do something awesome. And you're going to behold it. It's going to be, you're going to be a part of it. So Zechariah naturally says, how can I be sure of this? And this just sounds weird, right? And he tells him straight up, he said, I'm, I'm an old man and my wife, you know, um, she's not far behind me. Now, this just doesn't make any sense biologically, doesn't make any sense in any way to my, my brain. And the angel says, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. That's just where I hang out. I told you this is how it's going to go down. And since you doubted, you're not going to speak again till this, this promise I gave you comes true. That's a powerful moment, right? 
Now, how would you like to stand before someone who says, I stand before God? That's just cool and scary like it should have been. Well, the people are outside thinking Gabriel or Zachariah should have been out by now. It's taken a long time, and so they start to wonder what's happening. And when he does come out, he can't talk. He's like showing them all these signs. Something happens, and suddenly, and eventually they get the sign, get the, get the idea. He's seen a vision. Something happened in there, and he can't speak. They go home. Elizabeth becomes pregnant, and the Scripture says she kept it a secret for like five years. She just hung on to it. Just let it happen, right? And she says this, The Lord has done this for me, she said. In these days, he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. Imagine Israel, right? We talk about dark time. They were the children of God. They were hugely disgraced as they've been overrun. God protected them so well forever. Looked out for them always. Elizabeth can't have a child. You know, you don't have a, in these days, women, I mean, it's just, I mean, that's your identity, right? So she's nobody. And now she's saying, he's taking away my disgrace. And, God, and, and the angel's saying, remember, he's saying, hey, I'm going to do something cool. This is going to be amazing. He's going to be, and he's and, and foretelling what, what John's going to be doing, preparing the way for Jesus. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel, the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Gabriel's busy. He's like, you're going to have a baby? You're going to have a baby? You're going to have a baby? I'm just kidding. There's just two. There's only two. We're not rewriting this thing, okay? But he shows up to Mary. He's like, greetings, you who are favored by the Most High. She's like, I don't know this. What is? And the scripture even says she wonders, what is the meaning of this This odd greeting. And then he tells her what God is going to do. She wonders how. She doesn't question like, like Zachariah did. She wonders out loud, so she got away with it. She, you know, she's like smarter. The, the women are always smarter. You know, Zachariah's like, how's this going to be? I'm old. Mary's just like, hmm, how do you think that's going to happen? So just listen to the women, guys. It's always better to listen. That's what my wife always tells me. Just listen. So, so Mary, you know, wonders what's going to go on. The angel tells her how this is going to happen and, and what Jesus is going to be, right? How this is going to take place. So you have, you have the story of, of Zachariah, Elizabeth, John's going to be born. The angel goes to Mary. Jesus is going to be born. By the way, they're cousins. So Elizabeth hears this message. Mary hears this message and immediately goes to see her cousin Elizabeth. Guess what? I'm going to have a baby. And the scripture captures that as soon as she showed up, the baby in Elizabeth's womb, who was six months old, leapt for it. You know, it's like, what's up? He's like, since this. Isn't that cool? And it says this, that, that Elizabeth was filled with the Spirit. This is a powerful moment. Something is happening here. Something different. It's so easy for us on this side of this story to just kind of fall asleep on it, grow numb to it. God is doing something so amazing with Mary and with Elizabeth, and they just tell stories. And Elizabeth is like, what have I done that, that someone as wonderful as you who's going to birth the Savior, that, you know, would come to me and hang out with me. They have a great time. And then Mary writes this really neat song, and you need to read it. I don't think we're going to cover it in this, this time over the next few weeks. You just need to read it. Sing it. I don't know. Put it to your own music. It's just a really amazing song. And then as, it, as, as she then leaves, the story goes on to say, you know, 
Um, John the Baptist is then born to Elizabeth, and they're, and, they're, and they're trying to figure out what to name him, you know, and, and Elizabeth's like, you know, uh, his name's John, and everybody's like, uh, that doesn't make any sense because no one in your family's name is John. And he's like, his name is John. So then they ask Zachariah, and he asks for a tablet, and to everyone's astonishment, he wrote, his name is John, because that's what the angel told him, right? Gabriel told him that. He said, and immediately his mouth was open, his tongue was set free, and he began to speak, praising God, and all the neighbors were filled with awe, and throughout the hill country of Judea, people were talking about all these things. Everyone, sorry, everyone who heard this wondered about it, asking, what then is this child going to be for the Lord's hand was upon him? They knew something big is going down because there are all these signs, all these wonders, all that's happening. There's two miraculous births that are about to take place. And it's just amazing to everyone, especially this John move right now. They just didn't see it coming. I mean, we're going to not, not go into who it could be among us. If someone became with child here, we'd be like, what? How could that be? But, but you know what I mean. It just doesn't make any sense. And he's going to be the one that tells of the one who's going to redeem the world. How much hope? How long have we been waiting for this? How long has this story been waiting to be told? And it's been waiting to be told and seen for a long time. And if you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you get different pictures of how much they anticipated John coming to tell us that Jesus was coming. But they knew someone was coming. Just imagine the thing you've been waiting for forever, now it's here. Can't wait for vacation. Can't wait for school to be up for the summer. Can't wait to graduate. Can't wait to get that raise or to retire or whatever. How long is this going to take Israel? Way worse, way deeper, way more struggle. So I'm going to do a couple of things here. We need to make some application, and then we need to go on about our day for a bit. So as simple as one, two, three, four. That's what we're going to do. One, two, three, four. One, the Old Testament prophecy. Watch this. In, 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 in the Old Testament... Back in Isaiah, there's a prophecy of John the Baptist coming. And if you know the scripture, you know that the Old Testament is the schoolmaster for new. You understand the new based on the old. You understand all that God's doing because you know what's happened in the Old Testament. You don't know it well, and I can't tell you enough. We all know that. Um, our elders can't lead you enough through scripture to help you know the, the, the word of God. If you don't understand the Old Testament, you don't have a great grip on the new. So read it and read it in context. It's a beautiful story. But in Isaiah, John the Baptist is prophesied about. That's a big deal. You know, it's, it, it would be like us, you know, speaking today about what, um, I don't know, Maggie and Ava, you know, what they're going to be five, uh, 50 years from now, 50 years from now. Aren't they going to be 68 years old? Well, here's what's going to go down in their lives, right? Here's how this is all going to go down. Zach Higby, this is what's going to happen with you 30 years from now. Logan and Ashley, you're going to be married in a couple of months. Wow, I got that right already. I can see that one coming down the road already. But, you know, he's, this prophecy, he's speaking it out there. This is going to happen, and then it does a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight, the desert a high, make straight in the desert a highway for God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall be made level, the rugged places a plain, or the rugged places a plain, yeah. And the glory of God will be revealed and all people will see it together. And the story that he's doing here, the thing he's saying here is just, hey, listen, get everything out of the way 
that's in the way of Jesus. He's coming. And when we say Jesus is coming, if you grew up like I did, it's like, oh, no. <laughs> What's that mean? I'm scared. I'm going to hide. I've got to repent. I've got to do something. And, and that's, some of this is what John's saying. You need to repent. Some of it is like, hey, listen, the Savior of the world is coming. You should be excited about this. This is the coolest thing ever. And they were excited. They were hopeful. And they would go to him. And they would repent. And they would be baptized in the Jordan by John. People were going out from everywhere. Multitudes of people to be baptized by him. One, Old Testament prophecy. Two, answered prayer. One, Old Testament prophecy. Two, answered prayers. One, the prayer of Israel. They've been praying for so long. Man, we don't know what that's like. I know we pray for our leaders and our government. We pray for our local people and things like that. We have no idea just the catastrophic, like, elements in the world in which they lived at that time. It's horrific. If you read history, you pay attention to culture and things like that. What a horrible time to live. And they looked forward to and they prayed for a savior. They were thinking about someone who would just overthrow Rome, but they were dreaming that maybe, you know, if he came, you know, he could save us from all of that. But God had bigger plans in store for them, right? And then the other prayer, Elizabeth and John, they just wanted a baby, I just wanted a kid, their own. And, and, and you moms and dads know those kinds of things, right? I just want a child. They wanted a child, someone to love, someone to hang out with, someone to grow and tell the story. The story's not going to get to live very long, live into the story very long. He's not going to have kids. He's going to give his life for Jesus, but what, or for, for, for God, and his life's going to be used up in his service. But, but John the Baptist was their kid, and how neat was that? One, prophecy. Two, answered prayer. Israel and Zechariah and Elizabeth. Three, parallels. You see where this is going, right? One, two, three. Never mind. Three parallels. Zechariah and Elizabeth, they're much older and they've waited so long, they've had no children. And Israel's waited so long. And, they've had, and it reminds you all the way back to Abraham and, and Sarah when they were childless and they kept waiting and they kept hoping and they kept dreaming that something would happen. And when you watch the Old Testament happen, you know the people of Israel and we should be going, I see what's up here. I see that God is doing what God always does. He takes what no one could bring life into and he brings life into it. He takes where there is no hope and he brings hope. He takes where things seem dead and done and he makes them alive and ongoing. He's wonderful like that. Zacharias, he has no voice, right? And it reminds us of how Israel, you know, they have nothing from God forever. Think about this. Every day you get up and you have an option, you have the opportunity to read your, just the word of God. It's in your hands. You can call a brother and sister or brother or sister or both and say, hey, you know, I'm just struggling today. And they'll say, what will they say? Be still and know that I'm God. I'll be exalted in the heavens. I'll be exalted in the earth. Um, for God so loved the world. They, they just quote some scripture to you. They'll tell you a word of the Lord. They'll encourage you because the Spirit bears witness. They heard nothing 400 plus years. You get nothing and like it. I'm just kidding. But they, they didn't hear anything from God, and it must have been so dark. Zachariah's voice was a reminder if they, if they were watching, if they were hearing, if they were seeing that the angel had done something, you, you have to think they would they'd be going, wait a minute, if we put these two together, 
the parallels. Maybe it's leading towards something. And then John the Baptist, the third parallel. John the Baptist and Jesus' birth, how miraculous, right? I mean, these aren't going to be normal births. They can't be normal. This is not normal. This is new. God is up to something new, new and amazing, new and wonderful, different than everything else. And because you're so prone to not believe, I'm going to have to make it really big. And we are, right, so prone to not believe. We find it so difficult to believe. Nobody, no normal people could really be people of God. No everyday people could be those who, who are called out by him. So three parallels and then four. Four points of application. One, Zachariah and Elizabeth were just ordinary people. What happened to them was not ordinary. They were very ordinary, just everyday folks living everyday lives, committed and faithful to God. Everyday people living everyday lives, committed and faithful to God. They were righteous and upright, but they were very ordinary. And God said, I see. That's someone I can do something with. Number two, Zechariah doubted Gabriel's message, doubting God's promise. Doubting Gabriel's message, and in doing so, he doubted God's promise. Doubting God's promises is doubting God who made them. Trusting your own strength when he says you can't do this on your own is doubting God's promise. Not having hope in your salvation when he said, I'm the one who's going to make this right for you, is doubting God. It's not doubting that you have a weak faith. It's not a struggle because I've just been strong. No, you're just doubting God. That's all it is. Your faith was never big enough to be saved. It never will be big enough to be saved. You're not going to be strong enough to ever serve God well. You're just an ordinary person doing ordinary stuff. But God does the extraordinary always through ordinary people. John the Baptist's purpose should be our purpose. Number three. Number three, John the Baptist's purpose should be our purpose. Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. Clear that stuff out, man. I know you're struggling with that, but i got to tell you, Jesus is coming. He's going to heal that. He's going to fix that. He's going to help that. But I need to tell you, he is here for you. And his message should be ours. The kingdom of heaven, number four, his message should be our message. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent. Believe this good news, man. It's awesome news. Number one. Old Testament prophecy, and then two, answered prayers, three parallels, four points of application. Oh, wait, I got bonus on here. It has to be, a, see, if it was one, two, three, five, it doesn't work. All right, you can't get one, two, three, five. This is one, two, three, four, bonus. Mary and Zechariah each wrote powerful songs when God answered what he said he was going to do, did what he said he was going to do for them. Maybe God... Maybe God's working should move us to do something, like write a song, write a poem, give a testimony, tell somebody. And bonus number two, because you can't, can't get one, two, three, six. John the Baptist had to learn this all somewhere. He didn't learn it at church. He didn't learn it on his own. He learned it at home with his mom and his dad, Zachariah and Elizabeth. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's older, he's not going to depart from it. 
Tell these stories. Talk about them as you walk along, as you're taking a baseball practice, football practice, going on vacation, going down the road to eat. Man, God gave us the ability to have food. He put a little money in my wallet to buy you lunch. Thank God for all of that. Tell the story of God. If you're here today and you desire or want to respond to this in any way, it's a powerful message of God. I mean, he's just incredible, right? John the Baptist came to prepare the way for the Lord. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent and believe the good news. What's the good news? That Jesus came from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth to the cross, right? My debt to pay from the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky. He gave everything so that we could have everything because it's just amazing like that. His message should be our message. His purpose should be our purpose. If you desire to respond in any way, you can come forward. One of our elders will immerse you into Jesus today. You could be united with him in a death like his. What an incredible moment in your life. Or if you need prayer for any reason whatsoever, why don't you come as we stand and sing. Sing the wondrous love of Jesus. Sing his mercy and his grace. In the mansions, bright and blessed, he'll prepare for us a place. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. sunshine it's a top 10 summer july day today bright sunshine everything's beautiful outside we're glad that you're here 
And uh, we really, we're really glad that you're here, and we'd like for you to come back every opportunity you have. There's a couple things in the bulletin I really want to highlight. First of all, we want to extend our sympathy to the Mike Lemon family. Uh, of course, Cheryl passed away Tuesday. The funeral was Friday, and uh, we want to extend our sympathy to that, uh, that wonderful family. The other thing is, has to do with this Saturday. The, the free sale will be this Saturday, and that is a, an event that's, if you haven't been involved in that, and I haven't been very much involved in it, but uh, last week, I, or last year when we had that, I was exposed to it some, and I was amazed at the community, the uh, response from the community. But it, it, there's a lot of work involved with that. And uh, I was given a note, I'll just read it to you. Uh, this was from uh, uh, Garris Carell. He's highly involved in that. And he said, we're needing a lot of volunteers throughout this week and on Saturday. We have a lot of items that need to be sorted through and put out on tables. If you haven't noticed in the room back here, one of the classrooms has been devoted to that free sale and it is full of items. You can't hardly get the door shut. Even if you could come for an hour, that would be a big help. Saturday morning, we will need lots of volunteers to bring out tables to the side of the building where, where the free sale would be taking place and volunteers will need to be at the church building between 7 and 7.30, and the sale begins at 9, so we need to make sure everything's ready by then. If you can volunteer, please see Ryan or Cindy or Garris and let them know, and there's a sign-up sheet in the back. We're, we're big on these sign-up sheets, so there's a sign-up back there if you, can, if you think you can help this Saturday, but please try to do that. Uh, along with that is the uh, school backpack giveaway, and you see Cindy about that if you want to pick up a card and participate in that. And then keep in mind the uh, cancer support group, which is here on Monday nights, and our own P.J. Glowder is uh, involved in that. And then the uh, upcoming Red Cross blood drive, which will be about the middle of August. Uh, here again, just glad to see you all, your fine looking group. If you will stand now, we'll be to, John. Thank you. I forgot to mention, Clyde Ball was, had a procedure on his hip, and I think he's back home now. Still in, in rehab, okay. Well, let's keep, add Clyde to our, our prayer list. Thank you, John, I forgot, I had that down, but I forgot it. Okay, anything else, anybody? If you'll stand now, then we'll be dismissed. Father in heaven, we thank you for this beautiful morning. Uh, thank you for all the beauty we see around us. Uh, there are things in this life that drag us down, but then uh, help us to concentrate on uh, the beauty you surround us with. 
and all the good things you do for us every day that encourages us and puts a little spring in our step. Um, we pray that you be with our brother Clyde and help him to heal. And, and uh, I know he'll have, he'll have pain with this, help him to ease that. And uh, we look forward, look forward to his return to be with us every, every opportunity. Go with each one of us now as we leave and let us keep you in our forethought. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Be the best of God of my salvation be.